Oh, what is the excuse, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're on episode 85 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows. Give you the review, let you know what's going on storyline-wise and match-wise. Let you know if it's worth your time to watch the whole entire show or if you should just skip it. And at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week, awarding my three favorite matches that I saw. And on a particular week like this week, we got some pay-per-views coming up, so I will be doing a separate review for those. So, let's dive into the show. Let's start off with some predictions for the upcoming pay-per-view. No Mercy NXT's pay-per-view for this weekend, so we will talk about that show first. So, we got a pre-show match, Blair Davenport versus Kalani Jordan. Gonna have to go with Blair Davenport on that one. Baron Corbin going up against Braun Breaker. I've been kind of really enjoying their rivalry over the last little while here. Gonna have to go with Braun Breaker. I think that's the right choice to have him win. NXT Tag Team Championships are on the line. Tony D and Stax defending against Bronco Lima and Lucian Price. Also the Creed Brothers and Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. It's going to be a four-way tag team match. Going to be a tough one right here for the for the champions to retain, but... The only one that I can see winning on this one would be the Creed Brothers, but for the sake of trying to keep the titles on uh, the current champions, I'm going to go with Tony D and Stax. I've really enjoyed their run as champions so far. NXT Heritage Cup holder Noam Dar going up against Butch for the Heritage Cup, I would imagine. Oh man, I love Butch and I hope he gets it done, but with all the extra help that Noam Dar is going to have, I'm going to have to go with Noam Dar on that one. NXT North American Championship on the line. Dominic Mysterio defending against Trick Williams with Dragon Lee as the special guest referee. This is going to be a tough one right here. Dominic, how much longer can he do the double duty of working NXT and Raw and or SmackDown? Trick Williams, he's still pretty fresh and new on his singles run right here. Is it too early to give him a championship already? I think so. So I'm going to go with Dominic Mysterio here. NXT Women's Championship on the line, Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton, rematch in an Extreme Rules match, so quite interesting, I enjoyed the first time these two went up against each other, I think it'd be a little bit silly to throw the title right back to Tiffany Stratton, but I think it's going to be a good competitive match, going Becky Lynch, and with the main event, we got WWE NXT Championship on the line, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov, this has... Potentially match of the year candidate written all over it. I have high expectations for this one. In terms who is going to win, I would love for Dragunov to grab the championship. Though Carmelo has been an excellent champion so far. Would be kind of cool if he, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams both have the titles at the same time. But uh, no, no, shooting for the stars really I just I want Dragunov to have the championship, so I will go with Ilya Dragunov. But I would not be surprised if Carmelo Hayes wins the champion or retains the championship here. Just hoping for a banger of a match with those two in the ring. It should be safe to say should be a really good friggin' match. So that's all the matches on the NXT card. Let's go to the AEW pay per view Wrestle Dream. That's going down this Sunday. It should be pretty good. 
So we got Ricky Stocks going up against Wheeler Yuta. I was super into their little uh, interaction this week. Should be a fun match. Tough to pick. I think it's kind of a pick em match right here. I'm going to go with Wheeler Yuta on that one. No offense to Ricky Stocks. Actually, fuck it. Ricky is kind of, tra- uh, he's got a higher trajectory. So I'll go with Ricky Starks. He needs to win more than Yuta. Should be an uh, underrated good match, though. Young Bucks versus the Guns versus the, Lu- versus the Lucha Bros versus Orange Cassidy and Hook. Winning t- team gets a future AEW World Tag Team Championship match. Oh, man. That's uh, some good teams right here. The Guns are on their way up. I think I'm going to go with the Guns on this one. Um, They're probably um, the least uh, good team, I guess. Like, the least talented. Not in a bad way. But Young Bucks and Lucha Bros probably coming in as the favorites. I'm going to go with the Guns just to be a little weird. Chris Statlander defending her championship. The TBS championship against Julia Hart. Going Chris Statlander all day. Eddie Kingston defending his Ring of Honor World Championship and apparently his New Japan Strong Openweight Championship on the line against Kasazuri Shibata. This is going to be a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston. I'm really enjoying his championship reign right now. And yeah, I want it to continue. Christian Cage defends his TNT Championship against Darby Allin in a two out of three falls match. Ooh, this is going to be some good stuff right here. Good chance that Christian or um, Luchasaurus or someone comes out. Uh, maybe we see a turn right here, but I'm going Christian Cage. Double down on the ultimate heel run that he is on right here. Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Toka Ibushi versus Don Callis' family. Tek- Takeshka, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Goodness gracious. That should be a lot of fun. Going to go with the team of Don Callis, Takeshka, Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Just for that heel heat right now, I think they're they're going to pick up the win. We got the champion, MJF, defending his Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships all by himself as of right now, going up against the Righteous, Vinci- Vincent, and Dutch. It's going to be tough for MJF to retain that, but I think someone's going to come down and help him out. So I'll I'll keep it on MJF right here. FTR defending their AEW World Tag Team Championships against Aussie Open. Loving Aussie Open right now, but I'm going to keep it on FTR. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. It's going to be a grudge match right here. I'm going to go with Swerve Strickland. No, I don't like him very much. He has been kind of on a roll right here. And Hangman, I don't know, man. He just... He's up and down. I think he's pretty good. I know people don't love him. My wife does not like him very much at all. But I'm going to go with Swerve Strickland on this one. And then the big match, at least for me, and I imagine a lot of people, Brian Danielson going up against Zack Sabre Jr. Probably the most dream match of the card for me personally. This is going to be a ton of fun. Really tough to choose who is going to win this one. I mean, Danielson, the legend, Zack Sabre Jr., the young... I mean, he's quite established himself, I would say, at this point. Uh, I think this one here, just the fans win for getting it. I'll go with Danielson. Fuck it. Let's go with it. But I can't wait to see that match. going to be a lot of fun. So that's my predictions for the upcoming pay-per-views. We'll have the review coming out for that uh, shortly after this recap. 
So let me know your predictions, even though I imagine the show's already over, but how did you do with your predictions and all that stuff? So let's get into the weekly recap now. Starting with Monday Night Raw, they were in California, Ontario to be exact. And we got some big news here for the WWE. AEW former TBS champion Jade Cardgill has signed a multi-year contract with the WWE. And I think this is great. I mean, I think Jade Cargill is a better fit for the WWE over AEW. I did enjoy her run, but she was a little bit green. I didn't think she was a bad wrestler whatsoever. I think she's got a lot of natural, obviously, athletic abilities. So I think she's just going to fit the the role of WWE better than AEW. But this is really good for WWE. They could use... Uh, a big injection of a star like this caliber for the women's division especially. Where is she going to land? I mean, I would love to see her go through NXT first, but I would not be surprised if she shows up on Raw or SmackDown because she's got a pretty big name behind her. That's going to be one of the bigger names coming from AEW over to to the WWE that we have seen, so that is really cool. I am curious to hear what y'all think about Jade Cargill joining the WWE. So let's get into the show. We are starting off with, it's Cody Rhodes. He needs to discuss why he saved Jay Uso last week. Because he's a good guy, basically. He may have saved Jimmy Uso. I'm a, I, I, I think it's Jimmy. Might have been Jay. Judgment Day interrupt. Dom gets booed mercilessly by the crowd. And he has himself a little meltdown, which is just freaking hilarious. Cody trash talking brings up Mommy Rhea Ripley, who is not here right now. Judgment Day gets pissed off. They swarm the ring. Out comes Jay Uso. The math does not add up. We we need some more people on the side of Cody Rose. So we're adding in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. That makes the math a little bit better. Judgment Day back off, but out comes JD McDonough. He is added to the equation. Subtract Damian Priest for some reason because he just, I'm not going in there to fight, bro. So the good guys get the win right here. A good fun opening, you know, the crowd was absolutely white hot, they were going crazy for Cody Rhodes, booing the bejesus out of Dom, so I gotta give the crowd a thumbs up right there. But, what's that about someone from Raw needing to be drafted to SmackDown now, because Jay is on the show, Uh, they kinda just slipped that in there, they didn't address it just yet who is coming from SmackDown, but... Again, this is why I'm a little bit frustrated when they do the draft, because people are always in and out of the door. They're showing up on SmackDown, on Raw. I don't know. That stuff doesn't really matter. But anyway, moving on, solid opening for the show. We got a match coming up. It is Bronson Reed going up against Otis with Maxine. Otis runs hard into the ring post. Ouch. Michael Cole calling it two male Buffalo fighting for dominance. I mean... It isn't fucking Discovery Channel, but not bad. Um, Otis hits the Caterpillar, but misses the splash. Bronson nails his splash off the top for a big W. I mean, yeah, two huge dudes smashing into each other. Really solid Haas match right here. We got Becky Lynch. She is chatting with Tegan Knox backstage. She wants to give her a shot at the NXT Championship. Interesting. Tegan asks Adam Pierce, but Natalia ruins everything. They will fight about it for a title shot at some point. Pretty cool. I, I kind of I wouldn't say I forgot about Tegan Knox, but a little bit interesting to see her just kind of randomly appearing on Raw this week. But cool, she's pretty awesome. We got Tommaso Ciampa going up against Ludwig Kaiser with Giovanni. 
Got some heavy chops from Champa. Nails the Widow's Bell. We got a near fall right there. And then miscommunication between Giovanni and Kaiser leads to Champa nailing a ripcord knee right on the button, picking up yet another win. Champa staying hot, kind of his classic NXT intensity and a hard hitting match overall. I dug it. Seven at the. We got Champa calling out Gunterth for a shot at the Intercontinental Championship. And that is confirmed that match is going down, and I cannot freaking wait. I mean, Champa right now, he is looking fired up. Old school Champa, and oh, buddy, him versus freaking Gunther for the title is going to be hard hitting. Could be an absolute banger. Moving on, we got Becky Lynch joining commentary for Tegan Knox versus Natalia. Stiff elbows get exchanged. Natty hits a power bomb. Knox battles back, hits the shiniest wizard to pick up a W. Lynch is impressed. Solid match right here. Knox looking good. And she'll be getting a future title shot against Becky Lynch. So that's going to be huge for her. Getting the Becky Lynch rub. Very good. We got Damian Priest backstage. He is flipping out on JD McDonough. Throws a chair and tells him to leave. McDonough absolutely blown away by just the ridiculous rage of Damian Priest. He leaves. Now we got the World Heavyweight Champion, Seth frickin' Rollins. He cuts a promo on Shinsuke Nakamura by making the crowd sing his song. I mean, it's getting a little bit old, but alright. Calls Shinsuke out to the ring, but instead it's a video promo of Nakamura with subtitles. You know, thumbs up right there for that. He wants a last man standing match at Fastlane. Seth is fired up. He accepts the challenge. Good stuff right here from Seth Rollins and a last man standing match. Fuck yeah, that should be a good finale uh, between this ri- these two and their rivalry right here. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. We got Ricochet. He is on crutches getting interviewed backstage. He tells us that he will be back soon. I have no idea how long or even if the injury is real. But yeah, come back soon, Ricochet. I love you. We got North American champion ship on the line right here it's Don Mysterio versus Dragon Lee we got a lovely dive and a corner drop kick by Dragon Dom fires back with a Mishinuku drive misses the 619 Dragon Lee hits a crazy Rana over the ropes onto the floor holy shit and then a disgusting power bomb Dom kicks out of that wow Mysterio crotches Lee on the ropes, hits a frog splash, pins, and retains the North American Championship. Holy jumping. Absolute star-making performances for both Dom Mysterio and Dragon Lee. I mean, wow. Dom looking absolutely legit, winning this match all by himself, taking some big bumps. I think that's the best match that he's had by far to this point, and Dragon Lee also a fantastic performance. Big showing for him on the main roster. Looking really, really good, man. This match kind of blew me away. Eight and a half out of ten. This was dope. Moving on, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a funny, fired-up little interview backstage with Jackie. Pretty good stuff right there. Now we got Nia Jax. She's getting interviewed, saying she has squashed everybody. Zoe Stocks arrives. She gets in Nia's face. They brawl a little bit until they get separated. So they're going to have a match about it. Nia Jax versus Zoe Stock. Nia absolutely dominating this match. Zoe does get in some offense. She goes for the Z360, but uh, Nia Jax is a little bit too big to be uh, 
you know, have, taking that that move right there. So Jack squashes Starks yet again for a destructive victory. And this is a well-done squash match right here. I mean, effective. You got the monster Nia Jax absolutely on a rampage right now. So effectively done squash match. We move on. It is Miz TV time with a grouchy Drew McIntyre. Oh, my. Miz poking the bear, bringing up Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes. New Day arrive. They start chirping Drew McIntyre, making that, uh, making him much more grouchy. Drew fires back, tells Miz to shut up, and then knocks him out cold. Man, I'm loving this no messing around Drew McIntyre right here. Thumbs up for that. And New Day, good trash talking and the Miz being annoy- annoying as well. Good Miz TV segment, giving it a thumbs up. Now we got Drew McIntyre going up against Kofi Kingston. Good lord. Drew hammering Kofi with some nasty chops. Kofi hits a trust fall to the outside. Just always a little scary to see it. McIntyre with a rever- uh, brutal reverse Alabama slam onto the apron. Like, oh my goodness. Drew misses the Claymore. Countered into an SOS. We got a near fall there. Viking Raiders attack Kofi. Or, uh, Xavier Woods, Kofi is distracted, eats a Claymore out of nowhere, Drew picks up the W. Jesus, a hell of a back and forth match right here, almost looked like Drew was going to squash Kofi, but Kofi, former WWE champion, ain't going to be squashed that easily, good back and forth match right here, 8 at 10, McIntyre walks off while Viking Raiders destroy Kofi Kingston in the ring. And yeah, it looks like Drew is a heel again. I really like when Drew is... I mean, I don't think he never really was a heel when he came back initially in NXT. He was just kind of a badass and you really liked it. Now it looks like we're going full heel McIntyre and it should be awesome. Is there a possibility that he might be joining up with the Viking Raiders? I mean, dress Drew up like a Scottish Viking or something. It would be a really cool look, but preferably I I would prefer him to be alone but I don't know it might be good to pair him up with the Viking Raiders we'll see where that one goes we got the Intercontinental Champion Gunther he is flipping out on Imperium backstage yet again poor Giovanni looking more frustrated are we going to see a turn out of Giovanni I don't really know man they have not utilized him really at all I think he's a spectacular wrestler but we'll see where it goes with that Main event time, undisputed tag team championships on the line. Damian Priest and Finn Balor defending against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens on fire, goes through Judgment Day on the outside, hits a frog splash. We got a near fall right there. Finn hits Kevin Owens with a coup de grace, but Sami Zayn is there to save his partner. Dom distracting uh, Sami Zayn, all hell breaks loose. Out comes Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso, McDonough. They're all fighting. Sammy hits a haluva kick out of nowhere on Damien. McDonough hits Zayn with a belt. Referee does not see it. Counts the three and Judgment Day retain the belts. Damn, son. What is going on on Raw this week? Another great match. Back and forth. Lots of shenanigans. Maybe a little bit too much, but I mean, it's definitely not as annoying as Jeff Jarrett and all that shit. Kevin Owens was absolutely fantastic in this match. Super fired up. 8 out of 10. This was a great match. The brawling continues with everybody as the show ends. And damn, yeah, man. That was an awesome Raw. Absolutely. Whoa. Out of nowhere. Three banger matches. Good segments. The McIntyre heel change. I mean, yeah, man. Looking really good with that. Last man standing set between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke should be a good finale between those two. 
really, really dug this Raw. 8.5 out of 10. It is time for NXT 2.0. We are starting off with the Global Heritage Invitational Finals. Butch going up against Joe Coffey with Gallus in his corner. We got a moonsault dive from Butch. Takes out all of Gallus. Then the referee has had enough. He kicks Gallus out from ringside, so no more shenanigans. Joe Coffey nails a powerbomb lariat combo. We got a near fall right there. And then Joe dives hard into the steel steps. Ouch. Butch hits the bitter end for the W. And he wins the Global Heritage Invitational. Good, solid, hard-hitting match right here. Was hoping for a little bit more. It wasn't bad, but it's just my boy Butch. And I think Joe Coffey, he's got a really good motor on him. It was a good hard-hitting match, don't get me wrong. I was just expecting, I don't know, maybe more bigger spots for the finale of this tournament. But still good. Seven at that. We move on. It is the NXT Tag Team Champions. Don and Stax, they've invited the Tag Team Division to dinner. Oh, champs can't pick one team to fight, so the titles... Or for the title, so it's going to be a four-way match at no mercy. I mean, I'm into it. It was a pretty solid, fun little segment here of them having dinner with the teams showing up one at a time. So this was going on throughout the whole show. Overall, solid, fun segment. We got Trick Williams going up against Joe Gacy with Ava Rain. Gacy whooping Trick early out of the gate. Trick nails a knee out of nowhere right on the button and beats Joe Gacy. So damn... I mean, Trick Williams picking up some wins right here. The match was short. It was kind of eh, but whatever. Trick says he is going after his own gold now. So he is looking for singles championship gold. I like the sounds of that. We got Duke and Mr. Chase. They find JC Jane and the new look Thea Hale. So JC Jane putting on some new dark, I guess, sexier clothing on Thea Hale. It's fine. I mean, she's going, Thea Hale definitely is going through like a phase right now. And it's pretty fun. Duke and Mr. Chase trying to be like, oh yeah, that's nice and everything. But ooh, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, we move on. Blair Davenport attacks Gigi Dolan backstage. So they're setting up a rivalry between these two. We got Baron Corbin going up against Josh Briggs all by himself. Corbin takes out Briggs quickly with an end of days. Match overall was kind of eh, too short to really say much. Corbin cuts a promo on Braun Breaker. This summons Braun to the ring so they can get it on, King. Security pours out to separate them as they brawl. So we got Price and Nima going up against Hank and Tank. Uh, Price and Nima being called out of the mud or out the mud now. I don't know what the hell that's about. They're out there with scripts, so alrighty then. Let's see how it goes. Scripts distracting the referee, allowing out the mud to hit the assisted Bama Slamma for a quick W. I mean, I liked Hank and Tank's performance here, fired up as always. Um, kind of a, just a quick introduction match here for Price and Nima. They're still quite new, so it was kind of eh. We move on to a strap match between Eddie Thorpe and Dijak. So these two have been smacking trees and just taking it out on nature. And now they're finally going to get their hands on each other. Eddie misses a dive. He splats hard on the floor. Dijak whipping Eddie in front of his family because it's always a good idea to bring your family out to a strap match. Eddie battles back, whipping the bejesus out of Dijak, drops the elbow, pins, and wins. Eddie Thorpe picking up a large W in the strap match. Really solid match overall. I mean, they had the hard smacks with the strap, of course. 
But, I don't know, there's something about this particular strap match, maybe it's because the Danielson strap match is so vivid in my mind right now, but, you know, it was it was a strap match, you were definitely getting uh, some hard smacks with the strap, so it was fine, it was solid overall. We got Danny Palmer going up against Thea Hale with new best friend JC Jane. Thea avoids a dive from Palmer, catches Danny in a Kimura lock, and she taps out. Hale picks up a quick W. Another match, uh, really, really short, not much to say about it. Now we have a number one contenders four-way match for the North American title. Dragon Lee versus Trick Williams versus Tyler Bate versus Axiom. Holy jumping, that is a stacked up match. Lee hits a nice plancha, taking out everybody. Axiom hits a suplex bait landing right on his noodle. Good lord. Trick hits a double bookend near fall right there. I gotta lo- I love me a good bookend. Bait with the airplane big spin on Axiom and Dragon Lee at the same time. Just awesome. Thumbs up for that. Axiom breaks up a pin and nails a Canadian destroyer. Then an avalanche Spanish fly onto Lee. Good lord. Thumbs up for that. Chaotic End has Trick eating a headbutt, but he falls onto Axiom, picking up a massive W. Heck of a match right here. Holy crap. Fast pace, lots of big spots. Everyone in this match was looking great. Good balance with everyone hitting big spots. And I love the way that Trick wins this match. He is probably the weakest guy coming into this match, but he is up and coming. Picks up a huge win, and this was great. Eight out of ten. We got Dom Dom. He is uh, talking trash backstage. He gets dropped by Dragon Lee just straight up out like a light. Moving on, it is Ilya Dragunov and Carmelo Hayes. Contract signing time. We got a nice back and forth trash talking segment. Melo slips saying that he's better than Trick. So we got another little seed planted there. I like it. Contracts are signed and just a good solid standard contract signing segment right here. Uh, I do like, uh, at some point here, we're going to have Trick Williams going up against his best friend, Carmelo Hayes. Is it going to have championship implications, or is it just going to be kind of like a grudge match, I'm better than you kind of situation? Should be good. We're not done yet. It is Breaker and Corbin. They are still brawling. Now out in the infamous parking lot where everything goes bad, Corbin twists Braun's dick and chokeslams him onto a car. Breaker, like a Terminator, gets back up, chases down Corbin, spears him through a real fake wall into poor Shawn Michaels' real fake office as the show ends. Goddamn that parking lot, man. Nothing goes good in that parking lot, but a really fun segment to end the show. Thumbs up. I mean, the only thing really that I wasn't liking on this show was a lot of short matches that were kind of just eh. But there's some good shit. I mean, the cup finale was quite nice. Breaker and Corbin brawling all throughout the show was fun. The four-way match was really good. And overall, just a good NXT 7 at the... All right, let's finish off the WWE shows with SmackDown there in Sacramento. We got Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and Paul Heyman starting the show by trash-talking John Cena. Bragging about the beatdown they laid down on him last week. Heyman claims Cena is running late, and they make that very well known all throughout the show. John Cena is running late, everybody, and putting AJ Styles in a hospital bed, so goddamn. Jimmy steals the microphone from Paul Heyman really aggressively, 
Call Cena and AJ Styles a couple of scaredy cats. Carl Anderson of the OC out of nowhere attacks, clearing the ring pissed off about the trash talking of his buddy AJ Styles. So we're going to have a match about it. It's Carl Anderson versus Jimmy Uso with the bloodline. Anderson throwing hands in anger, gets distracted by Solo. We got a splash from Jimmy Uso, puts away Carlson or Carl Anderson Carlson, eh, it kind of works. Nice to see OC do something for once for AJ Styles, but we got no gallows uh, out there. For, the match was short. Not not very much to say about it. Mia Yim comes out, slaps Jimmy Uso right in the face. Yeet, everybody. Yeet. We move on. It is Santos Escobar getting interviewed about his upcoming United States Championship match against his buddy, Rey Mysterio. He is excited. Rey Mysterio also interviewed later on in the show. He, too, is excited. All right. Everybody's excited. All right. Jimmy Uso shoving poor innocent producers backstage. What an animal. What an absolute douchebag. Heyman calls Roman Reigns. All right. So I don't really know what's going on. Jimmy Uso just rampaging. He is uncontrollable right now. We got a Grayson Waller effect with guest Bobby Lashley. Something that I have noticed, which may kind of makes me like the Grayson Waller effect much more, is my realization that the little comments that are going uh, on the scoreboard thing underneath, like, oh, Grayson Waller fan number 17. Oh, I wonder if Grayson Waller puts hair products in his hair. Shit like that. I feel like if Grayson Waller is personally writing all of those himself, and that's like the gimmick of it, then that is spectacular. So that makes me enjoy the segments a little bit more now. So Waller is annoying Lashley about Austin Theory. Out come the Street Profits, dressed really sharp. They come out wanting to apologize to Bobby for messing up last week. Lashley doesn't want to hear it. He wants to see it. Austin Theory brought out by his best friend Grayson to hype up his match that is happening right now. It's Austin Theory with Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes, baby. Grime time on fire out of the gate. Waller distracts Grimes. Theory smashes Cameron's face into the post. A-Town down picks up a W. A decent showcase here for Cameron Grimes. Looking pretty good against a former champion, but it's a quick heel W for Theory and Grayson Waller. So, eh, it was fine. We got Solo. He He buries the two surviving members of Hit Row backstage, putting Ashante through a table. So... That's pretty funny shit. Thumbs up. Now it's time for the United States Championship match. Rey Mysterio defending against Santos Escobar with Selena Vega. Santos wearing down the champ's lower back with a good old gory special. Gotta love that. Escobar continues to target the back, but starting to look more and more concerned, hurting his hero. Rey resilient as always hits a wicked top rope Rana. That was dope. Thumbs up for that. Santos Phantom Driver countered into a roll-up by Rey Mysterio, pins and retains the United States Championship. My, my. I really, really like the story that was told in this match. You know, Santos holding back a little bit here uh, against Rey Mysterio seemed to have cost him the championship. And I'm honestly a little bit surprised that Rey Mysterio holds on to the title right here. I mean, they might be doing something long-term with that storyline. You know, Santos has to take it way more seriously if he's going to beat the legendary Rey Mysterio. Uh, good performance from both. Uh, yeah, good match. Seven out of ten. 
We got Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits attack. LWO tried to help, but they are also taken out. So we continue on with that potential LWO versus Lashley and the Profits. We move on for a little hilarious, pretty deadly training video. Hashtag Elton Strong. I mean, goddamn, really, really liking these uh, little segments with pretty deadly. Thumbs up for that. We got Charlotte Flair versus Bailey with damage control. We got Bailey in control of the match. She gets a little bit too cocky, starts wooing all over the place, eats a spear, and Flair grabs the W. Solid match from the two horsewomen. I mean, they've had, what, dozens of matches between each other. Not their best, but still solid. Bailey trash talks Charlotte after the match. Out comes Asuka to yell. Bailey uh, says Asuka wants a triple threat. She adds Charlotte Flair to the title match at Fastlane. So what the fuck, Bailey? You could have added yourself, but instead you add Charlotte Flair, who just, yeah, needs another championship opportunity. So, I mean, what the fuck, Bailey? Jeez. Now we finish the show with the contract signing between John Cena and the Bloodline at Fastlane. So John Cena still needs a partner, but will still fight with or without a partner. So we don't have to worry about that. The Bloodline show up putting a beat down on Cena. Who will save him, you ask? It's LA Knight, yeah. Crowd goes nuts as LA Knight clears out the Bloodline with John Cena. LA Knight signs the contract. He's going to be Cena's partner at Fastlane. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I couldn't put my finger on who was going to be Cena's partner, but LA Knight, perfect selection. This guy has got the rocket strapped to him right now. So, sweet way to end the show. Thumbs up and a solid SmackDown overall. Absolutely loving having John Cena back on weekly television. What's this, four weeks in a row he's been here, and I'm really enjoying that. Overall, solid SmackDown 6. Now we move over to AEW. We got Dynamite in Denver, Colorado this week, starting the show off with the International Championship. Ray Phoenix defending against Jeff Jarrett and the Entourage. Ray Phoenix beating up the gang. Karen attacks Phoenix distracted. Takes damage before the match even begins. Ray dealing with a ton of shenanigans from the entourage as expected. Referee Aubrey shoves Karen Jarrett to the ground. I got a big old pop out of that. Loving it. Thumbs up. Phoenix gets his foot on the ropes after taking a nasty face plant from Jarrett. Phoenix rolls up Jarrett for a resilient win, retaining the championship. Oh man, goes without saying, we got an annoying amount of shenanigans from Jeff's entourage, but a good performance from Ray and Aubrey Edwards. I'm loving that. I I am hoping we are going to get Aubrey Evans, or uh, is it Edwards or Evans? Edwards, I think. I'm hoping that they're leading up to her maybe being a competitor in the ring, or at least we're going to get a Karen Jarrett versus Aubrey match. That would be good. Match was solid-ish. We move on to an Adam Cole and MJF segment. They are hanging out on a boat fishing. Adam catches Max thinking about hitting him with the diamond ring. But they have a bromant instead. They catch Big Show in the water. They drink. Alrighty then. I mean, it was all good. I just, I don't like Big Show very much, but whatever. Moving on is Don Callis, Takeshka, and Sammy Guevara. They're in the ring to show footage of them attacking Abushi at his dojo. John cheap shot, or a Don with a cheap shot with an umbrella during this, spitting all over Abushi when he's talking shit. Just fucking gross. But a good heel segment right here. Thumbs up for that. 
We got Yuta and Ricky have a pretty intense backstage moment together. They offer up a match and it is accepted. So these two are going to go at it at Wrestle Dream. I mean, I was kind of uh, blown away by how good this backstage little moment was. Yuta, very, very intense. I was digging this. Thumbs up. Now we got Nick Jackson going up against Brian Cage with the Mogul Embassy and Claudio in some triple threat action right here. So Claudio shoves Nick off of the top into a jackhammer by Cage. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Jackson, noise Huracurana, DDT, and a 450 splash. Another thumbs up. Just so nice. All three go absolutely super saiyan. Hitting finisher after finisher. Big spots. Nick... Nick Jackson springboards Claudio out of the ring, stealing the pin on Cage for a big W right here. And this match was awesome. I mean, Brian Cage, my personal favorite. I just love this guy. A perfect mix of just pure power and an unreal high-flying springboarding ability. It The guy is absolutely crazy. Claudio and Nick also crazy good in this match. Eight and a half out of ten. Awesome. We got MJF and Adam Cole. They have arrived in Colorado. We have bad news because sadly, Adam Cole has really, really injured his ankle and he needs surgery. So that's going to be some recovery time. And that also means they need to relinquish the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Well, MJF argues he wants to defend them all by himself in a handicap match. He's throwing in a whole bunch of these WWE catchphrases like, It's true! It's true! I see you, MJF! Thumbs up. Roddy and the Kingdom show up promoting neck health. That's some good shit. Cole leaves with Roddy. Out comes the Bang Bang Gang. It's Jay White in the ring with MJF to have a back and forth promo. Ooh, this is going to be some good shit. Max compares White to Tofu. If he didn't have the Bullet Club brand he would be flavorless oh snap that was a long drawn out chirp but it was well done thumbs up jay white fires back with his own intense promo and yeah i mean jay white kind of just having a long like he just i don't know released about a thousand words in like 18 seconds very impressive really enjoyed this segment thumbs up Now we got JR interview with the TNT champion, Christian Cage and Darby Allen. Christian being a mega douchebag. I mean, I absolutely love it. Darby gets pissed off, wipes his face paint off his face. And they are going to have a two out of three falls match at WrestleDream. This was a good segment. Uh, Christian just, he's on a God tier level of heel right now. He is such an asshole. Love it. Thumbs up. We got Austin Gunn going up against Orange Cassidy, going up against Penta and Max Matt Jackson. Fatal four-way match. Holy crap. Everyone doing a bunch of taunting to each other to open up the match. Then a whole bunch of Canadian destroyers all over the place. Cassidy nails a punch on Matt out of nowhere for the W. Uh, more on the entertaining side, but they did not shy away from some big spots in this match as well. Uh, Austin Gunn in this match, solid performance, uh, this is kind of the first time he's been all by himself, he tried connecting with the crowd, it wasn't really happening, but it's still really early, so we'll see how it goes with him, overall really good match right here, 7.5 at 10, we got Willow Nightingale going up against Julia Hart with Brody Lee in her corner, Willow has her eye wrapped up from the mist that she got in her eyes last week, so she is 
Got about 50% of her vision right here. Doesn't stop her from hitting a pounce out of nowhere. But she sadly misses the cannonball. We got a moonsault from Hart to pick up a big W. Julia attacks Willow after the match. Statlander down for the save. Match was solid overall. Julia picking up some consistent wins lately, so that's good. Uh, looks like she's going to be getting a shot at Chris Statlander at Wrestle Dream for the TBS Championship. So, pretty good here for Julia Hart. Now it is time for Swerve and Adam Page's contract signing. Swerve and Cole trade promos back and forth. I honestly preferred Swerve in this segment, uh, not going to lie. Cole wasn't bad, it's just, I don't know, Swerve is, is you know, really good at this moment. Camera goes backstage. It is Jay White attacked by a mask group. A familiar scumbag mask is upon them. Ooh. And that is the end of the show. Really good dynamite this week. Big matches. I mean, a triple threat and a fatal four-way. Both of those were good. Really strong promos as well in the segments. Yeah, good dynamite overall. Seven and a half at that. We will slide into Rampage. They're still in Denver. We're starting off with a Trios Tag Team Championship match. It is the acclaimed and daddy-ass defending against the Hardy Boys and Brother Zay. Brother Zay, nice flagpole sell off the Famouser. Gotta love that. We got a suck it and delete off between Daddy Ass and Matt Hardy. Good stuff. And then Brother Zay kicks out of a Scissor Me Timbers. That surprised me. We got a Twist of Fate Swanton Bomb combo by the Hardys. That is broken up just in time by Bowens. Acclaim nails Zay with a cool combo power bomb to retain the trio's titles. I mean, that is exactly what the Doctor ordered right here. A nice competitive back and forth match for the trio's championships. Good stuff. Seven out of ten. Andrade El Idolo is interviewed while super concussed. He sounds like freaking Robert De Niro slash Scarface. You got a problem with me? I was giggling up a storm with this, but uh, hopefully he's not, like, legitimately super concussed. I hope he's okay. Moving on, it is New Japan Strong Championship. Eddie Kingston defending against Rocky Romero. Nice outside dives and an avalanche slice bread by Rocky. Nasty back fists out of nowhere. Eddie taps out Romero to retain the... Strong championship, there we go. Romero, nice solid performance right there. Really high tempo, he was flying out there. Solid match overall. And then we got Shibata, he appears to show respect to Eddie Kingston in his, upco- his upcoming opponent at WrestleDream. So uh, we'll see how if that respect goes to WrestleDream. We move on, it is Aussie Open. They're cutting a promo on FTR. Looking to take the AEW Tag Team Championships at WrestleDream. We'll see if they can. We got Dutch and Vincent going up against uh, Cutter and Caleb, a couple of local Denver talents. Dutch hitting a couple of nice boss man slams. Vincent puts away the local talent for a squash match W. I mean, I was, I'm fine with this squash match. Righteous, uh, kind of a newish team in AEW, starting to get some serious momentum and traction on them. And admittedly, they have grown on me. The the tongue from Dutch and, yeah, the snapping. I like their song. They got a great look. Not bad. We got Nick Wayne. He cuts a promo, calls out Luchasaurus for a match at zero hours. So that could be interesting. And then Zack Sabre Jr. gets interviewed about his match against Brian Danielson. This was a really good little promo from Zack. Super confident and cocky. Loving it. Thumbs up for that. And now it is main event time. Ruby Soho versus Hikaru Shida. The winner of this match will get a shot at the champion, Soraya. 
We got a slugfest going on. Uh, it goes all the way to the top of the stage. Both women almost getting counted out, but they make it back to the ring. Ruby distracts the referee with a kendo stick. Here comes Aubrey. She counts the near fall. Sheeta needs a falcon arrow and a kick to the head to put Soho down for the W. Good match again right here from Ruby. I like when it's uh, she has a better balance of the shenanigans when she's on her own. When she's got Soraya or anyone else out there with her, it's just too much shenanigans. But yeah, not too bad. Sheeta looking really strong in this match as well. Good overall fight, 7 out of 10. And a good rampage. Gave me exactly what I was looking for out of the acclaimed. Uh, an effective squash match thrown in there for once. And Ruby didn't have an annoying amount of shenanigans. So they're kind of hitting all the things that I complain about with Rampage lately. So good shit. Seven at the. And now we got Collision in Seattle. Starting off with Juice Robinson with the Bullet Club going up against Andrade El Idolo. Andrade hits a nice moonsault to take out the Bullet Club. Andrade thrown hard into the table as the Bullet Club shenanigans take over. Juice blowing snot rockets in disrespect onto Andrade. That is just disgusting. The referee has had enough. Kicks out the Bullet Club. Andrade hits a wicked spinning back elbow. The package DDT and grabs the victory. A fine opening match. I mean, the second Bullet Club leaves... Juice gets squashed basically by Andrade. It was all right. We got Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. They're getting interviewed about having to be a team for their upcoming match after being enemies for so very long. Kenny Omega admits he doesn't like Chris Jericho, but he's got his back. Chris Jericho also has the back of Kenny Omega. We shall see how that goes. We got a great segment for Tony Storm, the the portrait of a star, that is what we're calling these segments now, and just another fantastic segment with Tony Storm, thumbs up. We got the Kingdom, Bennett and Taven going up against the best friends, Trent Beretta and Chucky T with Rocky Romero. Trent slammed hard into the barricade. Revenge is had by Beretta when he gives Taven a Death Valley driver onto the steel steps, my god. Goodness. The hug makes everybody happy, and then we got dual pile drivers. We got a near fall right there. Bennett punching best friends in the dick. Spike pile driver from the kingdom, and they grab the victory. I mean, the referee was letting some shit go in this one. We got some freaking stair spots. It got a little hardcore in this one, but a pretty solid tag team match overall. Kingdom wish Roddy good neck health. So we can't forget about that neck health. Gotta take care of that neck. Moving on is Julia Hart with Brody King going up against, I think her name was Dixon. I may be wrong on that one. Regardless, Julia doesn't mess around. Nails a picture-perfect moonsault for an impressive W. Confidence running high. Julia decides, I'm going to cut a promo. Calls out the TBS champion, Chris Statlander. Champ comes out, gets in Julia Hart's face. Julia with the mind games just leaves. Statlander yells at her and stuff leading up to their match this Sunday. Now it is time. It is Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega teaming up against the Gates of Agony. Khan and Leona with Prince Nana. Omega and Chris had a dual suplex. That was a cute little moment right there. They're both like stunned in amazement that they just worked together. Good stuff. Kenny gets shoved into Chris knocking him down to the ground by accident. 
Jericho nails the lion salt. We got the V triggers from Kenny. Walls of Jericho locked in by a Chris. And Kenny picks up the win together with his mortal enemy, Jericho. Entertaining match. I mean, crowd was loving the teamwork between Jericho and Kenny Omega. Stiff match. Leona taking a lot of damage in this one. I, I don't even I barely even noticed Khan in the ring. Leona was just doing so much of the work, so really nice from him. Seven out of ten, good tag match. Kenny and Chris cut promos on Don Callis and crew after the match. Another little funny moment right there. Thumbs up. We move on. It is the righteous Vincent and Dutch going up against Icarus and Williams, a couple of local talent. Rinse and repeat squash match from earlier on this week. Dutch with uh, some snug-looking offense and uh, those nice boss man slams. For a quick W, righteous cut a promo on MJF and Adam Cole as the crowd tells them to shut the fuck up. Righteous wires cross a little bit, they grab a piece of wood, and they smash the poor local town's foot with the chair and the wood. It's devastating. We move on, it is TMDK, they're interviewed with the acclaimed backstage, kind of a funny yet cringy segment, not bad, not very familiar with TMDK personally. We move on to the main event. It is Zack Sabre Jr. He joins commentary for the eight-man ta- eight tag team match. We got Ozzy Open with Big Bill and Ricky Stocks versus Brian Danielson, FTR, and Wheeler Yuta. Bad guys ganging up on Dax. Wheeler gets a hot tag. He goes nuts for a little bit. Crowd demanding Danielson to get into this match, but the bad guys keep... Uh, Keep Yuta away from the tag. It was pretty... I found it pretty entertaining. After what seems like an eternity, Danielson gets the hot tag. He clears out the all the bad guys. Big Bill is in big trouble. He gets saved just in the nick of time. Good guys hitting quad. Yes kicks all together. Nice little spot right there. Dax and Bill having a nasty fight in the ring. Starks comes in to nail a combo choke slam spear for a big ol' upset win in Danielson's hometown of Seattle. Damn! Building a lot for that hot tag for Danielson to come in. That was uh, pretty fun stuff. Hard-hitting match. I mean, Yuta, the workhorse in this one, he was doing a lot of the a lot of the heavy lifting, if you will. Entertaining heel work from the bad guys. I really like this match. Seven and a half at ten. Danielson faces off with Zack Sabre Jr., who was just bad-mouthing and chirping throughout the whole entire match. Pretty entertaining. Brian with a good old-fashioned bitch slap to the face of Sabre. Zack laughs it off, and that is the end of the show. Good little build-up there for the big dream match at Wrestle Dream. That should be a lot of fun. And a pretty solid show overall. Some decent wrestling. Loving the Tony Storm segments. I, that's probably my favorite part right now. Absolutely loving it. And a pretty solid job uh, leading into Wrestle Dream. Six and a half out of ten for Collision. And now we will go to the three stars of the week where I award my three favorite matches that I watched this week. Uh, I don't have any particular shoutouts this week. So let's start with the third star goes to... The North American Contenders Fatal 4-Way Match, Axiom, Tyler Bate, Dragon Lee, and Trick Williams on NXT this week. I mean, damn, with 
I love the way that they got tricked to win in this match. He comes in, he's probably the greenest of the talent in here, but he picks up the win. Really smart way that they did that. It was an absolute showcase of the four men. I thought Trick Williams looked good, and I'm pretty damn excited to see if he is going to be able to get the job done at no mercy and pick up his first singles championship. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, with that little showcase in this match, I'm pretty excited to see how he does. Second star goes to... We got Dragon Lee yet again, this time against Dom Dom for the North American title on Raw. This was an abs just yet another star-making performance for Dom Dom, just solidifying the fact that this guy, he's freaking legit, man. He can go in the ring, he's got a great gimmick, he is super over with the crowd in terms of getting a reaction out of them every single week. And Dragon Lee, man, this guy is... Really looking like he could be the next coming of Rey Mysterio for the WWE. Fantastic in-ring abilities. Just awesome match with Dom. Great chemistry between these two. And yeah, an absolute star-making performance for both men right here. 8.5 out of 10 for that match. Good enough for the second star. And the first star goes to... Brian Cage versus Nick Jackson versus Claudio. Triple threat match on Dynamite. Holy jumping. I mean... The fun thing about this is that Claudio is the strong man, and you got Jackson as the high-flying guy, and then you got Brian Cage, who is the ultimate mix of both of those. Power, speed, and Jesus. Every single week, I go crazy about Brian Cage. The guy is outstandingly talented. I, I still, week to week, I cannot believe what he can do at his size. It is outstanding, and a highly, highly entertaining match between the three of these guys right here. Good enough for the first star of the week. And that is the show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You are awesome. Uh, we will be doing a separate episode this week of the WrestleCast for No Mercy and Wrestle Dream. They're going to be a combo review coming up probably on Monday, late, latest on Tuesday, but it should be there for you on Monday. And now we are in October. So I should do the Halloween thing, right? We should get a little spooky with the GamerCast this month. I'm hoping. I I, I have some plans for uh, some scary-ish topics that we can talk about this month. I will be doing, first off, the 10, or I don't know if I'm, I'm probably going to do more than 10, but the scariest enemies in video games that I have come across. So I'll be talking about that on the upcoming GamerCast, so that should be a lot of excitement. I don't think I could be <laughs> all that Halloween-y in terms of the hockey cast. This week, but we are right, the fucking NHL season is right around the corner, so I'm getting very, very excited. I imagine y'all are as well for uh, some NHL hockey right around the corner. Can't wait for that, so keep your eyes and ears open for the hockey cast this week. We'll be talking about some hockey, obviously, and these all get uploaded to YouTube on the Gamer GX Videos YouTube channel. Links are in the description. There's also a Twitter page. I would love to hear, uh, send in some questions related to video games, wrestling, or hockey, or anything. I guess send in questions. You want to get it read live on the podcast. Be my guest. Send your questions in on Twitter, YouTube. There's an email address. Again, the links are in the description. And as always, thank you so much for listening. You're awesome. You want to be more awesome? Leave a question. Review the podcast. Let me know what you think and all that great stuff. Just continue to support this little podcast for me, please. And thank you. We'll be back again with more GX Plus Cast.